Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey everyone, TrueCar has been a proud supporter of Podcast One for years, so we want to partner with them to hear all about your TrueCar experience. And you may even get an Amazon gift card to kick off your summer. So we want to hear all about your TrueCar shopping experience. Send us an email to truecar at podcastone.com and tell us all about your shopping experience with TrueCar. The first 200 people to email will receive a $20 Amazon gift card. So you have to send in your email soon. Again, it's truecar at podcastone.com. We can't wait to hear from you. Podcast One presents Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze, an entertaining behind-the-scenes look at the world of food, where you'll hear from anyone and everyone from the culinary industry, including restaurateurs, TV hosts, celebrity chefs, producers of your favorite cooking shows, and many more. Now, here's your host, Richard Blaze. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Starving for Attention, July 4th edition. <laughs> Fireworks are going off. Air horns are sounding. Uh, Jasmine Blaze here. We're in sunny San Diego uh, where the sunsets are gorgeous. Did you see my Instagram post? He, every single person that I know oh, no. on Instagram last night posted about the sunset. It was like almost like... It was like, beautiful. Okay, it was yeah. like purple, red sky. It was gorgeous. Super niche. If but you it was also in. like, all right, guys. I but it, it was like insane though. It was. It was like, we listen, this is the, a city of sunsets for sure. I think people move here because of sunsets. But, um, you know, Drake was playing. I was driving in my autonomous driving vehicle down the five. Very California experience. Palm Definitely. trees were swaying. And the sun was drenched. In did you this. put a filter on that? No. I hashtag no it looked, filter. It looked more red than it did here. It was here like. Here it was much more purple. Gold. And when you came up north, yeah, I was down, yeah. you know, near the border pretty yeah. much. And uh, uh, it was very, very like pink and orangey and just yeah. kind of awesome. Uh, but perfect for the 4th of July. Uh, and we have like, speaking of the 4th of July, which is a great time. Thank you for listening. You're probably driving to your uncle's cookout right? <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. I hope you are. Or you're going to the beach or you just came back from yeah. a parade or you're going to a baseball game or you're going to see a fireworks show, something like that. Uh, it's, it's a celebration of the red, white, and blue. And today it's a celebration of at least the red and white, meaning <laughs> red and white uh, wine right. varietals. Yes. Master sommelier. Yes. Bobby Stuckey. That's right. Who pronounces sommelier, sommelier. All right? He's got a different pronunciation on it. And little, we both picked it up. Yeah, it's a little different. We'll have to listen. Which means I feel Just like I've been it saying it wrong for the whole time. Because, totally. Yes. Because he's a master. You know how like when someone's polite and they know that you're saying something wrong, but they just continue to say it the right way without correcting you? Yes. Like that. that's that's kind of how I felt. Yeah, this happens a <laughs> like, lot. It happened on the Chad Mitten episode recently where I, I say Guy Savoy. For it's the English pronunciation. Mm, he says okay. Guy Savoy, the uh, mm. French way, but it's sort of, sort of have written more English. So hit us up. What's the way, what's the right, right, right way to say uh, Guy Savoie or Savoy? In this case, sommelier or sommelier. Uh, but amazing episode. I loved Bobby Stuckey. I mean, I always have, but I mean, I think after sitting with him, it was even more you too, right? Yeah, he was great. Yeah. And you know what else I love? Well, you know what we love? Our foster kitties. Oh, meow, 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 meow. You may not realize that uh, Family Blaze over here at Casa Blaze are foster parents, but it's, uh, it's been really fun for us and really great for our kids who get to see these adorable uh, little cats running around the house. Isn't that right? Yeah. It's uh, been amazing. And uh, I, surprisingly, even with um, thinking that I have allergies, love all of the kitties that come through. I, you know that I love more than anything, Jasmine, the process of trying to come up with names. Yes. That's your favorite part, I think. Yeah. And of the kittens who have come through, you've let me name at least two, Mr. Foxy and Tribble. Yes. And Tribble, not to be confused with Trouble. Right. 
Tribble Although is, a little bit of both. Exactly. Yeah. And Tribble is, comes from an old Star Trek episode of little fuzzy, adorable things yeah. like kittens. Uh, but you know what uh, I don't love? And I know you don't love because I'm the one who, you know, would have to do it most of the time. Not. Cleaning up after Mr. Foxy and Tribble's um, litter box. Yeah. Which is why Arm & Hammer created new cloud control litter. There's no cloud of nasties when I scoop. It's 100% dust-free, free of heavy perfumes, and helps reduce airborne dander from scooping. Even if you don't have kittens, you should get this. Because after reading that, right? Yeah, Doesn't it make you just, yeah. just want to have a litter box? Like, you must have this litter. Exactly. So what happens in the litter box stays in the litter box. New Cloud Control Cat Litter by Arm & Hammer gives you more power. It provides more power for you. The advanced specialists at the Center for Innovative GYN Care developed groundbreaking, minimally invasive techniques to treat fibroids, endometriosis, and other GYN conditions. In response to growing concerns over the coronavirus, CIGC now offers e-visits. We know GYN conditions don't stop affecting your life. CIGC wants to be here for you as you seek options to find relief from debilitating gynecologic symptoms such as abnormal bleeding and pelvic pain. With telemedicine options now available, book a consultation at InnovativeGYN.com or call 888-SURGERY. That's InnovativeGYN.com or 888-SURGERY. Now back to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Bobby Stuckey's incredibly powerful, don't you think? <laughs> I mean, when I say powerful, I meant like, I mean, I, f- I feel like inspirational. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I th- um, he, he was great. We only got to chat for a little bit, um, mostly because... You know, we were like bootstrapping together a um, a podcast space and we were like kind of squeezed in a little mm. little fishbowl in the middle of the St. Regis. You remember that? Yeah. I love how you always kind of like you're very apologetic to our um, with like ambient sounds that might happen. Oh, on I don't podcast. like. Yeah, I don't like yeah. ambient We sounds. are outside during this episode. You might hear some chit chatter. There were some like just random people hanging out. Yeah. Which we actually love. And they knew they were ha- hanging out. Like, it wasn't like, what are these people doing over here? I can't tell. Like, they were like, yeah, they we're going to sit here and watch. <laughs> like, right. They like ordered another round of Which, of course, drinks. brought about our, our um, you know, brainstorming sesh with our manager in Aspen. Starving for attention live. Yeah, guys. Coming to a city near you. What Hit do you think? Up. Hit us up. Let's do it. A couple, I mean, it really doesn't If have you have an much. event you want to do it at, or if you have a space. or Yeah. So the idea yeah. is Andy Cohen's clubhouse, sort of, right? A version of that without the well, St. Louis Cardinals the memorabilia and, and without yeah. the Shotsky, but right. we'll do fun stuff like that. But a yeah. live version of it, it was really amazing to have it was like fun. an audience. It was fun. It, you know, I, we didn't exactly um, realize when we confirmed that we could use the space, but it's it was a enclosed patio, but it was enclosed by glass in the hallway in the St. Regis where people would queue for the next demonstration. So we basically became like in between entertainment for people that were waiting in line and people were waving through the windows and watching. And then like, like you said, there was even some people sitting at tables on the patio with us, just kind of hanging out and listening. And they were so respectful and quiet. It was awesome. Yeah. It was, I think like, like most good ideas, sometimes it's an accident, you know, your chocolate lands in the peanut butter and the next great dishes, uh, discovered so i think starving for attention live that's going to be something that happens this was a live episode uh bobby's incredibly inspirational we're going to talk about a lot of it so i don't want to spoil it but he's a big time i have this issue with sommeliers and the fact that like your job is to taste wine and drink wine right all day long which sounds magnificent to some people sure uh to me as someone who doesn't really drink anymore at all like how how could you even do that right like how do you how could you get through a day? Right. right, right. Um, obviously, spitting, tasting, and drink, drinking are different things. Right. Um, but what I love about Bobby is that he's so fit. Like, yeah. 
I make the mistake in the middle of the podcast, I think, mentioning how ripped and jacked and fit he looks. Well, it's just always an awkward moment when you're telling someone how like vascular their arms are. Some oh, I, didn't, I don't know if I used the word vascular. I hope you didn't because that's gross when you say uh, things like that. <laughs> lately. Um, but um, no, he's, uh, you know, I did a little, I read a couple interviews with him before we did the podcast and even during our podcast, like he's a big proponent of um, um, having a passion outside of the restaurant, right? So having something else besides tasting wine or eating food or working in restaurants that drives you yeah. and, and makes you a more complete person. And so I thought that was really inspiring. I think that that's, he's very ahead of his time with that. You know, I think now we're seeing this movement in, in the food space, in the food and beverage space of people finding that, whether it's health and wellness or mental health, um, you know, people finding other things instead of just the gluttony of food and wine. Yeah. And for as long as I've known him and I've known him for a while, this, it's not like a new thing. It's not like a, a you know, no, uh, no, shift. it's not new at all. No, you know, yeah. and which is just amazing, especially. Well, plus, you know, I mean, we've seen him run up that hill in Aspen, uh, uh, yeah. you know, like uh, at least for seven we, or eight we, years. We now. won't, we won't get into the misery of when I see Bobby on a course. Usually, and you get into it in the episode. Um, but yeah, he's incredibly fit, and the guy is like an inc- like as a runner myself, getting ready to run the New York City Marathon, just starting my sort of serious training. I mean, he's like an like ultra level runner. Like he gets out there and runs, and right? Like runs in the winter, runs in the summer, right? And like just puts in miles and miles as a fly. Buzzing around I watched my head. it. I was going to go right, right in your here. ear. I did at once, and I thought I it was like our producer in our ear. Like, yeah. like I thought it was like the emergency, emergency broadcast channel coming yeah. across my ear, but it was just a fly getting close to me. I just spent a couple of days in Mexico and with an ER doctor, and she was talking about how she's pulled out three cockroaches out of people's ears. And the problem with cockroaches is that they can only go forward. They can't go backwards. They get stuck. So anyways... <laughs> <laughs> There's rarely am I out of words. Speechless. It's speechless. Well, anyways, that bug that should be a whole episode in and of itself. Cockroaches can't go backwards, especially when they're stuck up in your ear. In an ear canal, right? They can't turn around. Uh, and and from <laughs> Mexico with an ER doctor. Is this Kathy? Yeah. Okay, yeah. we got to get Kathy on the podcast. That's. I mean, where do we go from there? I don't know. Um, you Probably should have broadcast a... an episode from Mexico. You should. You should travel with the gear. I know. I get to do it. Yeah, you should travel with the gear though, yeah. um, and and do some episodes like that. That'd be fun. I could have, I could have uh, interviewed. Let me see. Um, no, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? Fourth of July though, it, we'd be remiss and sad to not talk a little right. bit about the food of Fourth of July. Right. You insulted me a little bit last night Why? or two nights ago when I was driving home Yeah, and I was like, I got an idea for the 4th of July. Okay. What about a cookout? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think it was like that. It was more just the way you said it. You were, it was like it was the most novel idea ever <laughs> in, like thought an, of in, in the history of, yeah, man. I had an epiphany. Well, we're going to turn hey, on some. you know what we should do? We're going to turn on some CCR right. and like grill some hamburgers yeah. and hot dogs. Like millions of people are going to do on, uh, what is it, Thursday. Yeah. Ex- exactly. Um, but here, here's the controversy of 4th of July. It's, it's a, it is a big food holiday. I think it's one of the biggest food holidays. True. Yeah. I think um, everybody's cooking. Right. And, then, and, I, and I feel like also people go or into Or eating. It, everybody's cooking or eating, right? Almost similar to like Thanksgiving in a way. Like I feel like, for me at least, like when 4th of July is on, on I'm like, yep. Yeah. Hamburgers and hot dogs, multiple yeah. hamburgers and hot dogs. Get your camo shorts on. Well, for me, that's almost every day. Right. But uh, it, it, that's exactly what I'm doing. Like, I'm going to eat macaroni salad and potato salad and <laughs> grilled chicken. That fly is relentless. Uh, and I, I go big for it. Yeah. So, here's my question to everyone and to you the hot dog, the noble 
humble hot dog. Mm. I'm not going to ask what's better, hot dogs or hamburgers. That's for another podcast, literally. But I am going to ask this. What are your thoughts, Jasmine Blaze? Yeah. Ketchup on hot dogs. It's a controversy. I know. Like, I, I mean, I grew up eating ketchup on hot dogs, so it's no controversy for me. It's ketchup and mustard, both, on okay. a hot dog. All right. I, I feel And you... like chopped onions and relish if I'm really going to like be going at okay, it, but so I can you, handle it. So you're just... like a, a stunt food hot dog. <laughs> I'm not to say French fries and pickles. Like well, I'm... there's nothing wrong with that. No. But... I mean, you're getting near Chicago dog status. Right. But you're saying it's okay. So ketchup solo? On a hot dog? Um, yeah, I, I would do it in a pinch. If there was no mustard, I would do ketchup solo. Sure. Okay. But I like ketchup but and mustard. But not just mustard. You're not a just mustard no. on a hot dog. Okay. No. So this is just a controversial thing in the food world. You got to hit us up in the Instagram page. Hit us up uh, with your hot dog toppings. I agree with you. Okay, so like, the, here's the one thing. I will, take, I will take the stance of someone, though, who doesn't agree with you. Yeah. That it's sort of blasphemous. Oh, it's sacrilege. It's yeah, sacrilege. I, I realize that. Uh, that a hot dog should be mustard, maybe sauerkraut, um, but that's it. Where is that coming from? I think it's coming from like the origins of, of the Frankfurter coming from Germany and right. like sauerkraut coming from so like, Germany. This and is like, like the, Midwest then. I, maybe. But the just country. like a classic. Who's dictating these rules, I guess, is what I want A lot to of chefs. I mean, I will say, I mean, I, I, man, I, I don't want to quote someone without knowing the facts, but I, I know uh, Carl Ruiz for sure. I feel like Alex Gornishelli, perhaps. These are people who are on Twitter all the time making like big stands. I don't need um, those, but I could I don't need those people it. dictating anything in my life. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But a lot of people do make this, this sort of stance. And I, I, I'm, I agree with you. I like the offset of ketchup and mustard together. Offset. What about mayo on it? Oh, disgusting. Oh, that's a Japanese I mean, dog. I like mayo on my hamburger. Yes. Now, see, like, this is, look at this. This is, this is a whole episode in and of itself. I like all the toppings on my hamburger, all the condiments on my hamburger, though. Um, so that's not... Now I'm just curious because I've been married to you for 13 plus years. Uh, what's your favorite 4th of July side? Is it baked beans? Mm. Is it potato salad? Is it macaroni salad? I'll, I'll leave it to those three. Those are just those three? Well, I mean, what else is there that's a coleslaw. classic? Oh, coleslaw. Good one. Okay, so there's the four. Guess what mine is? Coleslaw? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the one that I didn't mention, yeah. of course. I mean, I, I like I'll, potato salad I do enjoy, uh, but I do enjoy a mayonnaise potato salad. Well, obviously, and there's usually mayonnaise in most coleslaws as well. Yeah, You're a well, some fan. people do like the vinegar route, though. Mm. You know, some people do the mayo the, and the, vinegar. That's called salad yeah. dressing or Miracle Whip, yeah. everyone, if yeah. you don't know. Uh, but an amazing food holiday. We're getting ready to have a cookout. That's going to happen. Uh, yeah, Team USA, Women's Team USA. Yep. We are recording this before the game. I know. So we don't know. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So I, much the, pressure. They have to be. In so the much pressure. It's they have been to be so fun to watch. Can't, so we're, can't wait. we're flying the Team USA, U.S. Women's National Team flag in the backyard. Yep. Uh, I'm going to get an Earth jersey. I think right after this. Nice. I think we're going to have to do that. Okay. I'm, 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 Highest? Uh, did you see? I put that up on who? Instagram. No. Highest selling U.S. sport soccer jersey ever. Rapino. No. The oh. women's national team's jerseys are the highest selling soccer jerseys ever between men's and women's. Obviously. Oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go get one and. Uh, Let's You're not alone. Yeah, exactly. They're probably done left, quite honestly. Uh, amazing episode, 4th of July. Bobby Stuckey, master sommelier, master of all things wine. But before we start talking about wine, uh, it's time to talk about a beverage, maybe of choice, for the 4th of July. This huh. episode's being brought to you by Miller Lite. That's right. Definitely. Did you know that Miller Lite was the beer that launched the light beer category? Miller Lite's the original light beer, and from the start, it's never compromised on taste. That's because it's always brewed to have more taste with only 96 calories and 3.2 grams of carbs. Miller Lite, 
hold true. Here's Bobby Stuckey. This is how we roll. This table is on fire, literally. Whoa, it is warm. It's super yeah. warm. So don't put, don't put your phone on top of it directly. Um, Jasmine Blaze. You've met before, I think. That is awesome, yeah. Before, I'm yeah. Dude, thank you for actually. taking time to yeah. hang out with us. You're Scheduling you're, a seminar, I'm ready to rumble. Yeah, are you, um, are you, when you're in Aspen, are you one of these guys who like, is like wall-to-wall work, or do you, do you get time to actually relax and, and enjoy yourself? And It just depends how the schedule goes. Like, I think this year I got really lucky. Like, uh, I'm off now. Like, uh, oh, that's nice. like I don't oh. have a, a 10 a.m. Sunday seminar. So. Oh, yeah. So that's I woke a, that's up a early. Tough pull. And, yeah, today I had like a uh, had to be at my seminar at nine to get ready, and then I had a, I had another one at two, so you got to get there at one. So like it's been a long day, but I woke up early and went for a run. It was great. This nice. is a weird question. Uh, we're gonna get into the running in a bit, but do you like the term? Are you okay with the term seminar? Like I don't know, like for me, like when we like the chef demos, right? Yeah. Like the word demo for some reason really bothers me. Like I want like demolition. I call, like I call it a show. <laughs> like you know, yeah. like I don't know what it is. It's it's a mental like something's yeah. broke inside of my own head, but like seminar just sounds like I don't know. There's a part of it that sounds like, like <laughs> yeah, like oh, we're gonna learn about real estate or yeah. something like that. Yes. Totally. Yes. It's funny that you should say that. I've never thought about it. Now that you brought it up, I'm gonna have a complex forever. Oh right. no, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Doing it's gonna this. jump but in here. But you're like it's totally right because first of all, this weekend is awesome, and these people can't see this on the podcast, but is my quotes, your quotes of seminar. Doesn't you're right? Doesn't give it justice because first of all, the 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 the, the patrons here are so much fun. Right, They're having a great time. Yes, it is so not formulaic and uh, tutorial. It's just really fun discovery. Right now, have you without having spent much time on the wine side of things at these festivals, have you seen growth in the? seminar uh, like in the showcasing part of it like are the classes becoming more dynamic and yeah, or, like how many years have you been doing aspen let's start there i think this is my <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say yeah i think it's well i worked here 25 years 24 years ago wow. so i've been around the aspen food and wine classic yeah. either as a working simile right. at the little now or as a speaker for over two and a half decades got it right so, so, so what's I've happened seen a lot. so what's happened to the patron and to the seminars over that span like I think um, – well, one thing, I think patrons are – they come in way more jazzed and informed mm. than they used to. Like today's yeah. morning seminar, there's this kid like put his hand up. He's like, hey, normally when I drink Mondeuse, it's like this. I'm like, okay, <laughs> right. this is going to my journal. Like this is a guy <laughs> right. talking about how he typically sees Mondeuse. I thought I put this varietal on the seminar – on right. the class yeah because it was going to be <laughs> rare and no obscure right. right okay yeah. right yeah. so yeah, yeah, like yeah. i think people just food and wine has gotten way more people are through the everything aptitudes. they're there people are so into it now mm. now i have to be embarrassed i don't know what that is what is the so mondeuse, it's a, mondeuse is a varietal from um uh from the savoie so from the french alps right mm. on the swiss border okay it's kind of like syrah in a cool climate zone ah yeah, okay like a little more peppery and so I like that. I yeah. So that I guess the food comparison would be like when you yeah when I when I bring a toy or something. And yeah. I'm like, now, like the first time you brought a circulator to a to a demonstration yeah. <laughs> and you're like, look at this robot. Yeah. Like, it takes temperature, right? Yeah. And now everybody's and, like, and liquid now you're like, nitrogen. How many people yeah. ever heard of sous vide? And like everyone here at Aspen specifically, yeah, everyone. everyone raises their hands. Yeah. And everyone's ready to tell you the difference of cooking sous vide brisket and short rib. Like that's how it is. That's like yeah. pretty pretty serious. Yeah. And it didn't and used to be it. that way, and that's cool. Yeah. Now, do you like um, because you get a chance to do this type of thing, educate, entertain, like throughout the year, right? Do you yeah. prefer 
generally speaking to the audience that is like new and like excited about like just everything or this type of audience that's like knows so much? Well, I, I love any chance that I get to talk about people about hospitality, food and wine. I, right. I love it from the novice to the expert. Um, you just bring a different game. Like if you're, mm-hmm. if you're, it's kind of like being a, a, a professor of art. You can't like teach 400 level art at a 100 level class. That, that professor is going to change his, his diction and speak. You would hope, hope yes. <laughs> and get enjoyment out of both. And so I get enjoyment speaking at the 100 level or the postgraduate level nice so it's like like a teacher you might have multiple classes yeah and you're fine teaching all different levels yeah totally oh, it's I funny that. I, I live in boulder colorado and and, and see you i use this as an I, I use this guy as an inspiration i've never sat in one of his classes i'm going to reach out now and i bring this up and ask him but he's a nobel prize winner and his uh-huh. name's tom check and he teaches still to this day the freshman level science class at wow. CU. Right. Once a year he does Amazing. this. And like I have employees that have had those classes and he'll be in for dinner and they're like, oh, that's my professor. I'm like, wait, you're a sophomore. Yeah. Right. What are you doing in a, in a right. Nobel Prize class? She's like, oh, he taught my wow. freshman level class awesome. last year. Nice. So if Tom Check can do it, any of us here can yeah. do a basic level class. Right. It's, it's I've been thinking lately too as, I, as the more I'm in front of a camera especially, like it's like I, I never like teach anyone anymore how to like chop an onion because I just sort of take it for granted and like everyone else. there's still millions of people who really would like to hear for 30 seconds the proper way to maybe yeah. chop an onion <clears throat> so or give them a little secret on it right that they may not have found out right, right. which yeah. is all yeah which is like the thing that they'll take home right yeah not my bad dad jokes or whatever it is yeah. uh, are you comfortable now being uh, sort of known as uh, besides Master Som and all these things as a celebrity runner <laughs> no, I'm not a celebrity runner, but I do love running. I, I just tried to coin that on you. I don't even know what a celebrity you. runner oh, right. is. I love running, and I am uh, – look, it's something I've done, not just me, my whole my, – my brother, my younger brother, uh, my mom, my dad. We, we all kind of got into it at the same time, and I'm embarrassed to say in the, in the mid-70s. Mm-hmm. And it's something our, my family has enjoyed, and I think it has made me a better restaurant person mm-hmm. because – I think we're now on the precipice, hopefully, of talking about these things where we need to have this balance in our industry. And I know I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but I think a lot of even food journalists weren't helping us the last 20 years. We would would glamorize the Marco Pierre White and Uh, all this bad behavior. And now we're starting to change. The pendulum's swinging. The Mm -hmm. pendulum's swinging. But it is something that I feel that I remember 25 years ago being a young restaurant person always having this endurance sports thing that I thought helped me be a better restaurant person and I firmly believe that and if if I could pick up one or two employees at my restaurant a year or every six months that also find that I I feel that's really great and do you think it's just the balance of having something outside of work that is a focus or do you think it's the actual health wellness perspective I think it's the sum of all the parts I think look our industry eats up a lot of people um I think there's a lot of stress to it. And not just our industry. I think, like, mental health and balance has gotten out of control for all industries in, in, in the world nowadays. Mm. And if we can get things that can give people positive things to do, it's better. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I love um, it. Yeah. And I love how you, I mean, you, you mentioned uh, MPW there. But, like, we were, for a long time, and I came up through those systems, too, like, yeah. we were glamorizing that the 
industry was the endurance sport, right? Yeah. Mm. Like, no, sleep is cheap. Yeah. Like, work seven days a week. Right. Like, no, what? You know, you don't take a break. Like, this is the restaurant industry. Yeah. yeah. And, like, we, we, we were. We were glamorizing the, you know, besides you the other horrible things, stove, just, right? just yeah. the hard work aspect yeah. of it. It shouldn't, exactly. be, it shouldn't be hard, right? I mean, yeah. I mean it should be challenging yeah. when you want to be great. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and think about it. Like, we never, like, no one's writing a review of the best young neurosurgeons. <laughs> right. But you probably want to have a neurosurgeon that has some experience and has been at it a while before they're, like, cutting your brain open. Right. Yeah. Right. The up-and-coming right. up right. neurosurgeon. Yeah. But we, like, don't give any credit for longevity, really, mm-hmm. in our industry. But other industries, it's really, um, it's really glamorized is, yeah. is, is metis and and doing something mm. really good for a long time and, and steady state not being like a meteor or an asteroid just right and I, I i think that's something we could do more in our industry and yeah and also i was just i mean this is now totally like this is live and like we're sort of brainstorming here but like <laughs> like even when you're flying an airplane right like you've ever been on an airplane where they're like hey sorry but the pilot's over his hours for the day so we're switching pilots, right? Right. Yeah. Like, no one's we don't like have that appla- in our industry. No one's no. applauding him. Right? Exactly. And that's like a really good thing. Like you don't, and even with food and wine, right? You don't want someone who's overworked and not rested and not yeah. healthy having to, you know, uh, choreograph your meal for the day. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that was, that was pretty uh, inspirational. Just a, a yeah. crazy moment. And obviously, brain, and it's not brain surgery. Dude, I'm stealing that one about the pilot. <laughs> Take it. I really like yeah, it. I, like it. Yeah. I mean, it just came, it really just came. So thank you for like, by the way, you're jacked. I can't stop looking at your arms, by the way. Like, I know. Really? So what are you doing like as far, <laughs> as, far as like, I, so you're putting the, the miles on your legs. Yeah, I do but, a lot like, of running. <clears throat> you're doing well, I bust a lot too. of tables. No, you're down and there with Dwayne Wade. You're down there with Dwayne Wade in the fitness center. Is he going crazy down there? I was. I worked out with. I'm saying to everyone today. I worked out with Dwayne. No Wade. way. Because I was down there. It was just Dwayne just Wade, his boy, in the and same myself. room. No way. Know? We didn't talk at all. But yeah. like my story is that I was working out with D Wade. <laughs> I, saw, but I saw him up at the top of the mountain. He was awesome yesterday. He was. He yeah. was. Up on the he top of the mountain, his all white outfit. I was like, yeah. My favorite. Yeah. My favorite part was when he <clears> rolled up. Um, like everyone was like, just oh, they they were shook that they saw D Wade, and I was like, it was the first moment I saw it in. Um, Marcus Samuel. Oh, I'm just about to say yeah. this. Yeah. It's like it's the first moment anyone challenged Marcus. Oh yeah, yeah. Like a fashion like like they should have just thrown down and walked the runway right there. Well, I mean, something. I, it's so funny that you bring that up because I was just about to say I was like, dude, Marcus is probably online right now with Mr. Porter, just ordering all sorts yeah. of gear right, <laughs> right now. Right, because like, Marcus brings it. I love his he style. He does. But man, Dwayne was right there, neck for neck with him. I know, that's I know. That's but great. that was the moment. Everyone else was like excited. I was like, I'm, I'm looking at Marcus's yeah. face right here. Yeah. The competition is on. It's about to get blue steel in here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, pretty quickly. Um, thank you. Also, we ran. Well, you ran the 5K, right? Yeah. You did one of the things in the 5K that really frustrates people who don't run well, like myself, but are runners. I was finishing as you were seemingly going backwards through the course to get another. <laughs> Another couple miles in. I was not kidding. Well, I was going backwards in the course. But let's be honest. Well, we're a mir- back. I mean, a miracle happened yesterday. Uh, yeah. And she's not here to defend herself. Okay. <clears throat> but there's a joke in Boulder. Okay. About how uh, late my wife sleeps. Like all my running <laughs> posse yeah. right. for years have joked like, hey, we should run in stairs and run, when they pick me up to go run. We should run in and go jump up and down on the bed because we know Danette's like zonked out. Right, right. <laughs> So for some weird reason, I've asked my wife to do that 5K every year. Mm-hmm. She's like, don't even talk to me about that. I'm yeah. not getting up that early. Right. And yesterday morning, I was like getting ready. And Danette's like, 
what do you think I should wear? I go, what are you doing up? (laughs) She's like, I'm going to go to the 5K. So I was like so moved that Danette was doing the 5K. I flipped it and went looking for her so I could run with her. Oh, well, that's romantic. And then she got mad at me. She's like, dude, why are you running with me? I'm doing this (laughs) 5K by myself. Go. I go, honey. So you went back to find her. Find her. Okay. And she's like, "You're, you're getting in my space. I was like, honey. I'm oh. like here to run with you. She's like, I don't need you to run with me. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't the That's only great. person that you aggravated by doing that. It was funny. I, I really felt like I was going to go for it yesterday, and then, like you know, I see you lined up there with like also like I don't know what it is like the college and like high school elite Dude, runners. What about those college these D1 guys? Like they were what, serious. What's, what's, I remember five years ago, this was just a bunch of chefs going out yeah. there, stumbling down a Rocky Mountain. No, yeah. Now it's serious. And, uh, and it was like you and Marcus and Bobby Flay leading yeah. the way. And now there's like kids out there. Yeah, D1 like, kids. Like want, they want that one year prescri- or subscription of Pellegrino, I think. Oh, that's yeah. what they get. Oh, oh do you that, get okay, for, for wedding? The guy sitting next to me, Craig oh. Lewis, okay. is a wine importer, but he, He's a little bit of a ringer. He like won a stage of the Giro d'Italia okay. in cycling, so he's right. got a huge yeah. engine. Yeah. Right. He won that one year. And he's like, damn, this is horrible. I'm just a wine importer. I go, you're not just a wine importer. <laughs> right. Come on, you won short. a stage of the Giro. <laughs> right. He's like, but these guys are like D1 runners. Yeah, and they're like, like 19 probably. Yeah. 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 They're going for the end. So it's who, a, it's who won? Who ended up winning? These, one of these yeah. kids. Yeah. yeah. If you were there, yeah, it's literally like, yeah. I mean, it's like a whole different deal. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't get to like, like my what? buddy Craig was third, which I thought was impressive. Yeah. And I was like maybe fifth or sixth. Right. right. What are they but, writing it in? Like nineteen. Yeah. You also like, like I was fifth or sixth. Like that's insane. <laughs> but uh, fifth or sixth, like I couldn't see the 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 uh, the, um, the beat down happening. I right. couldn't see those. <laughs> you didn't see three the three drop the on my buddy Craig. Right. Wow. wow. What 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 did you feel? What did what was your time? Like twenty twenty one minutes that's or something. A, like that. That's amazing. That's it's a hard course too, right? And yeah. I feel like it's a hard. But you have that one little like single aisle like descent. Do I hate that thing? On rocks yeah. that like you know trail. you can't pass yeah. anyone. So you're yeah. like you're you're either behind a couple people or. Or you're the jerk who's like trying to like you know pass a chef yeah. who's like yeah. sucking wind and you can hurt there. yourself on that little thing. <laughs> yeah. The last yeah. thing I need to be is showing up at my <laughs> class or whatever <laughs> you show with like you know or ex- yeah. my teeth knocked. <laughs> yeah, although it would probably be a pretty for a good story. Hey, everyone knows for 120 years, S. Pellegrino sparkling mineral water has been an iconic symbol of style and taste thanks to its Italian heritage. In a world of unlimited choices, the iconic green bottle with the red star has become a universal beacon of unique taste experiences. And with its distinctive gentle bubbles, subtle nuances, and perfect mineral balance... S. Pellegrino not only pairs well, it enhances the taste of nearly all cuisines. That's why I serve it in all of my restaurants. I enjoy it at home with my family, like right now in front of me. Look at that red star right there. It's these special experiences uh, that matter the most. And as we move through the second half of this year, 4th of July is here. Plan for unforgettable meals and the most memorable moments with S. Pellegrino on the table. You'll find a moment of great taste waiting to be enjoyed. To unlock more tasteful moments and culinary tips, visit www.sanpellegrino.com slash US. That's www.sanpellegrino.com slash US. The advanced specialists at the Center for Innovative GYN Care developed groundbreaking minimally invasive techniques to treat fibroids, endometriosis, and other GYN conditions. In response to growing concerns over the coronavirus, CIGC now offers e-visits. We know GYN conditions don't stop affecting your life. CIGC wants to be here for you as you seek options to find relief from debilitating gynecologic symptoms such as abnormal bleeding and pelvic pain. With telemedicine options now available, book a Consultation at InnovativeGYN.com or call 888-SURGERY. That's InnovativeGYN.com or 888-SURGERY. 
Alexa isn't the only one with breaking news. Make sure to hang around at the end of this podcast for the latest breaking headlines on the AP News Minute. Attention, Bachelor Nation, Off the Vine with Caitlin Bristow is coming at you three times a week on Podcast One. Pour yourself a glass of wine and hear Caitlin play games and chat it up with some of the biggest names in Bachelor Nation and beyond. Download new episodes of Off the Vine every week on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. You're listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Bobby, near the uh, middle part of the podcast, we like to play a couple game you down, uh, games. You down? Oh, okay. Okay. Ready. This one's called Riper Hype. Uh, Riper Hype's a classic Starving for Attention game. Mm. Basically, like, uh, Ripe is good. We always have to explain yeah, this one. We always explain. Ripe it gets is mixed good. up. You love it. It's ripe. It's juicy. Yeah. It's ready to go. Hype is like, hype is, uh, it's not you, good. You, maybe you're not. It's like some people not might as, like it, but you don't like it. That's you're pretty not much what hype is. Hype. Yeah. Okay. Right? So, so ripe is how, how do you say I love this term, too? Did you coin the term hospitalian? How do you pronounce it? Hospitalian? I don't know. It was a joke that I came up with. I was like, hey, we're an Italian restaurant. Let's be about hospitality. Hospitality. I love it. I feel like that's like, I'm all about kind of punny things. Too, yeah, so like it's kind of brilliant. Okay, uh, Riper hype. Here we go with Bobby Stucky. Uh, tasting menus, mm. and you can elaborate on any of these mm-hmm. things. So, Riper oh, yeah. hype. Yeah, ripe. Ripe. Mean, yeah. Okay. You know what? Yeah. I think pe- tasting menus are getting a bash now because mm-hmm. there was the era mm-hmm. for it. Yep. But there's a skill set to doing that, and like it's the exact opposite of the small plates thing. Like I enjoy going to a small plate restaurant, but that's right. a different skill set. That's a different. Choreographic, uh, chore- choreographed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then doing a tasting experience, menu. Yeah. and like not all tasting menus are for me, but when they're done great, they're really awesome. Like I, I, I we went with the team to uh, Alinea uh, mm-hmm. last year. Uh, some of us, dude, that thing was like well-oiled machine. It oh, was yeah. awesome, and I had seen the progression over the years when it used to be much longer, and it was like. Well, like I did a whole pre-service to my staff about it. Like how? How long was it? How, what was I the bet new? you it was two and a half hours. Well, but, that's tight. But tight. That, that is really tight. Force. Wow. Yeah. 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 And they do a turn there now. Like they flip that whole wow. room and like move the table. Because I think that was the biggest one of the biggest hurdles is like no one wants to sit for four hours and yeah. eat dinner anymore. You know, yeah. like it's it just seems almost gaudy. To, yeah, I, to almost, sit think, for that I long. almost think the hype in that question is people bashing on tasting menus when they're done really well. Yeah. I understand when they're not right. done great, but when yeah. it's done. Really right. good. I think it's pretty ripe. Yeah. That- I have to admit, we have, I wouldn't say bashing, but I had been, you just you as were, an operator and ag- just like someone who has no time maybe. in my life, down on it yeah. for a while until recently we, we went back and went to the laundry recently yeah. and just like, like I reignited my love for when it's done well, like you said, Dude, and when so it's good. just tight and yeah. perfect. And that, that was an under three hour meal yeah. as well yeah. with 14, 15 courses. And just, yeah. uh, it is kind of, and as a psalm, you have to love. Yeah, right. The tasting man, and, and there's a there's a skill set to it. And we were talking about it in our uh, class earlier today. Is like, you know, people always say, oh, you know, because when you have like the new style of these like all small plates things come out whenever the chef wants to send it, people kind of threw out the food and wine pairing because there's like mm. just choose a great bottle of wine. It doesn't right. matter. Right. I always say like people who aren't into food and wine pairings are usually people that aren't good at it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like as their yeah. skill set, and those those menus when done right. It really makes Samis learn how to do it, and then they'll have that skill set forever. Right. So if you get to work – like, look, I'm biased. I worked at the French Laundry, and I loved working for Thomas. I love that. But they are really good at that type of menu. Yeah. Some places they do some tasting menu, some right, like a la carte, yeah. and they maybe aren't as right. well-oiled at it. 
Well, like that's that. just because, like I said, yeah. you're, like even uh, you know when I spend a little time at the laundry in its earlier days, like when there was a prefix and a tasting. Yeah. You know, you're running three restaurants at least oh, yeah. when, within when, one. When they right. used to have that, yeah. exactly. When they had the old freaking five course <laughs> menu, the 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 uh, tasting menu, and, the, and it was like when we sold yeah. too many a la carte menu or the four course a la carte deal. Right. It was a harder night. Yeah, of course. Than when it was all of tasting course. menu. hundred percent. Now, are you a fan of um, without seeing a, a list that you've cur- or a tasting menu that you curated recently with pairings? Like, are you okay with like different types of beverages showing up, or are you straight? Uh, grape juice and wine all the way. No, no, no. Okay. I think there's gr- great beverages, all sorts. I mean, I think people are so creative, and I think that's so exciting. Like some people like want to throw sake in, or spirits, or mm-hmm. teas, or whatever. Man, yeah, whatever's mm-hmm. great. You know. So let me ask you this: Was Alinea the last tasting menu you've done? As a diner. As yeah. a diner. As a diner was yeah. the last tasting. Yeah, what was the last one? Uh. Because you said that was like about a year and a half ago, so I'm, it is it is part of it where like I think oh it's no also no I had a pa- passage uh, uh, passage uh, passage thirty three in Paris okay uh, yeah, yeah Japanese guy right oh, cool. uh, passage fifty three mm-hmm. uh, Japanese team doing cool. like uber traditional French tasting menu awesome wow. right there with uh, cool. Richard Betts my wife and his wife Carla nice. last summer it was awesome so you're averaging about one every nine months yeah so, yeah which is I think. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Like that's that's yeah. reasonable. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay. So you're ripe. You're, you are ripe. Yeah. He's ripe on it. Okay. How about this one? I, we think we know where you stand. Riper hype. Natural wine. <laughs> I knew I was going to ask me that. Okay. So you got to um, break the whole thing down. So like, this is the thing. I get a lot. It's a buzzword. Of, it's right? a buzzword, and I think this is the situation. People forget the people who hate on me because of my comment I made on the Daily Beast. You get trolled? Oh, too hardcore. So intense. (laughs) So intense. I mean, come on. It's crazy. But um, look, I love great wine. Mm -hmm. And winemaking needs to be, and and being a simile has to be about precision. You need to know what you're tasting, know what it's about. And winemakers need to know what it's about. Of course. I mean, look, I took a dishwasher. 15 years ago or 14 years ago to Grovner in Friuli. So obviously I have a long history of natural wine mm. when it's great. Like I have like, it's funny. My, one of my employees is like, Hey, look at this person trolling you. And then she looked up the person. <laughs> She's like, you know, what's crazy. This person didn't have a driver's license when you took a dishwasher <laughs> to Grovner right. in, in Friuli. So I have a long history of loving natural wine. But I don't love the the movement mm. when it only wants to talk about natural wine and wants to bash everything that's uh, mm. around it. When it supersedes everything else, right? yeah, basically. Yeah. I'm so I think is it? No, right. I was going to say, uh, just give me the. What does natural wine mean? Like, well, what is this it, is the it, thing. Is, is it like saying something like natural, all natural, on like what? a package? Is it the yeah, same idea? Well, this is no? the part of the problem. Right. We don't have a defined no set of rules, so it's this catch-all. I mean, the mm. idea is like, of course, we don't want to have Roundup up in the vineyards. We don't sure. want to, but some natural wine people are like against any sulfur addition, right. anything uh, like okay. like. So it's only using indigenous yeast, only no using sulfur. But look, I also bend with some of the great winemakers that I know in Europe that they work very hard in the vineyard, and why blow a whole vintage? Just because you don't want to use some SO2. I mean, mm-hmm. sulfur is an organic compound. Right. right. 
So it becomes more of a nuanced conversation. Yeah. I'm yeah. trying to liken it to like in the food. I get like sort of like grass fed beef versus like only like like there's nuance to the conversation. It can't just be one thing. There's sometimes there's other. Yeah, I mean, I like, love the romance of like, hey, all this, but really, you wouldn't want a romance of a chef that couldn't cook a tuna because he was trying to do it like with a with a like a. Uh, making a fire with like a tinder box and he didn't have enough BTUs to like cook the the protein. Right, right. Like, that, that wouldn't be very romantic. Yes, yes. The magician needs a wand. Yeah, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. That, I don't know. Yeah. I've been saying that a lot. Okay. Like that. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, what about celebrity wine labels? Um, not related to D. Wade, who's downstairs <laughs> doing an interview <laughs> right careful. now, I think, launching the wine. But, yeah. you know, uh, I, I mean, we're trying to figure out what that world is like because we have not, well, well we have we, been approached a couple times, but it's like, to just, I, I, for any like what if, happens yeah. like it's, it, yeah that's the question what are your thoughts well on? you know it's funny I, I don't really uh, it's not either ripe or hype to me I think if the person it's no different a celebrity wine person getting into it or a venture capital guy that made a lot of money and wanted mm. to get into wine mm. I mean like look historically wine has been capital intensive and there's some people that want later in life to get in after a career or something else to get into winemaking mm. look so if you happen to come from pro basketball or an actor or whatever, is that any different than if you were a dot-com guy right, that made yeah. a, a bunch of money and went into it? So I think it's like whatever people want yeah. to do as I long as it's great. Yeah, as long as it's, a, it's, it's an authentic thing Yeah, and you enjoy it. Yeah. I just wonder – we were talking about this on the way up, but like is it – are they are they investing from a capital standpoint, or is it kind of like you know Oprah license, pushing the a, cauliflower crust pizza? You know, like is it is it a name and likeness? Well, you know, kind of everyone's thing, different. But, I mean, yeah. I, look, I look at someone like Dwayne Wade. Man, he hired Matt, Matt and Almonds, a serious winemaker. Right. Well, like he's obviously sounds like he's going all in. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's Amazing. cool. Okay, so neither right nor hype, which I like that you broke yeah. the rules. All Beat inclusive. The game. Yeah. All inclusive. The Kobayashi Maru. Are you, are you nerd? It's okay. It's a Star yeah. Trek. Thing. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. Wine apps, the wine world now going digital and millennial friendly and Gen yeah, Z. Yeah, I, uh, I think the wine apps are fun for my guests because okay. my guests come in so much more uh, well-versed on what's going on. Like mm. there was a guy in my class yesterday. He's like, hey, look, I found this wine. It's in New Jersey at this price. I thought that was really cool. Right. Yeah. Right? Like, do, do you think some of them are coming in sort of like trying to like – they they read a description of something. They put the phone away. Then they ask uh, your, your your staff <laughs> about the it. Like one hundred percent. Okay, right. but that's okay, man. If people are having a good time, I love it. Right know? there that's we good. go, guys. Listen, we've been talking about Upserve for a while here, and everyone knows at this point, if you're listening to Starving for Attention, that Upserve is the industry's leading point of sale and restaurant management platform with actionable insights, transparent processing automated inventory and online ordering, mobile restaurant management, and seamless integration with leading third-party restaurant apps. Upserve literally is your one-stop shop. I've been joking around that, you know, even though this is a digital thing, Upserve sort of becomes uh, like a second or third or fourth manager uh, to have in your restaurant. I mean, they are just leading the way here with the technology. Upserve's the industry's leading restaurant management platform and point of sales. It allows you to spend more time with your guests, more time cooking delicious food and providing great hospitality and less time in the weeds. To learn more about Upserve and save $1,000 on a new POS today, visit upserve.com slash starving. Uh, one more time, that's upserve.com slash starving everyone for $1,000 off. Um, okay, what about running apps? 
do you partake in any sort of like? Yeah, like I like it. Well, um, I mean, I use a Garmin watch. Okay. Which I've been running, as I said, since the mid-70s. I really like the Garmin watch. I don't post on, um, I don't post on, um, whatchamacallit, often. Um, so you're not one of these guys, like just map, ran map 28 miles, and here's the map of my course, are Yeah, yeah. No, okay. I'm not really. Right. I, I'm kind of too lazy, but some people really like yeah. it. Maybe you should uh, start doing that. You maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I think maybe. I don't know. I just do, I forget about it. But I think those things bring people a lot of joy. What I really like about some of those apps, and I'm trying to, why am I drawing a blank on the name of the one that puts your route up and everything? It's like the Map My Run or whatever. Yeah, map My Run's good. There's another one, but yeah. but what I really um, love about it is like if I'm traveling, mm. even though I don't post, I might go on and look around like, oh, yeah. I'm in this city and I want to get a rundown yeah. maybe I could see someone's route that's kind of great yeah, yeah. Right. Are you crowdsourcing more, are you more of a you like to be out in, in I'm assuming because of where you're based more like natural on, trails or like are you, does it matter to you where you're running um no it doesn't matter I like it all urban street yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. I mean I don't love being on concrete all the time right mm. but I mean if I travel and I'm in a city for a couple of days it's not going to kill me what do you do in Boulder in the winter I run, run all run winter I don't care all man I mean, yeah. I'm into it yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah you can. Gear? Special gear for that? Like, well, you well, I mean, it's not very special. I just take an uh, older pair of Nike Epic <laughs> Reacts, and I take some drywall screws and put like three, huh. two, one, like through the... Uh-huh, yeah. And, and it works pretty well. Huh. Wait, are you serious? You're like just down in your garage, just screwing bolts into your old no, sneakers. No, it's, it's not like I'm not <laughs> handy. <laughs> right. there's, a, there's like a package you can buy, uh, right, okay. and it comes with like a little Allen key, yeah. and... It really, it sounds like a cycling shoe almost, right? Like, like yeah, it yeah, just puts like a little grip. It yeah. works great. Like, I don't like those uh, yak tracks and things like that. I don't like mm. how it uh, goes with my foot strike. So I just did that. It works out great. That's amazing. That's amazing. What are you? Are you wearing Nikes now? Pretty much. I like Nike. I like I like three types of shoes. I like Nike a lot. Uh, I like New Balance, and uh, every once in a while, I've had really good luck with Hoka. Okay, but like late, lately, I've been running mostly the Nike Epic Reacts. Sure. For training, and then, dude, those look. I'll be honest; those four percent things are in the zoom flies. Like, right? Dude, yeah, they're awesome. They mm-hmm. they feel. It's one of those ones where, you're like, when you first put them on, like you're like ready to bounce. Yeah, like Craig, <laughs> who was with me yesterday, yeah. he's like, dude, I hadn't worn these in like, because I only wear them my race. I haven't raced in like nine months. I love these. You know, they bring a lot of joy to you. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Um, how about this is where a quick little uh, sideways turn here. Deep dish pizza, hyper ripe. Oh, that is a. Deep dish, <laughs> uh, definitely that would be maybe hype. Okay, yeah, See, yeah I had to throw something in there. Okay. I thought maybe uh, sangria. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. hey, Ooh. look, if people are having a good time, then it's right. <laughs> yeah, you know, it might not be my. I thing. I like that you just got good vibes, and you're like, hey, yeah, whatever. All works. Like, you know, yeah. like it might not be my thing, but if it right. gives people pleasure on their night off, yeah. I that's feel not, like, that's yeah. not always a traditional psalm value, is it? Or or maybe it's maybe it's trending that way. But I think some psalmies can be a little bit like. Ooh, is it no, is that an a, isn't it a maturity? I feel thing like you're a little more all inclusive, yeah. Like you're. Um, I think I've always been that way, all yeah. inclusive, because yeah. I like. Look, I might be a master sommelier, but my my um, my whole life has been about the guests, yeah. and that's the most important thing to me, right? Like if like even before they come into our restaurant, think about it. people got to get a babysitter. Oh yeah, they so got to get a reservation. Like so it's much not. To do. So let's whatever people are into, right. let it rip. Yeah. Have you? So you've always been this like cool, chill, good vibes type of guy, though, right? Like I like taking care of people. Yeah, okay, that's it. it. 
Yeah. That's, that's amazing. So if, if sangria does it for you, yeah, it does. Yeah. It does it for you. Okay. Uh, corkage fees. Okay, that is definitely to me hype because I don't like corkage, and we don't have it here in Colorado. It's against the law, so I don't have to really deal with it. But this is what I think no one's thought about. I think corkage is kind of like reverse elitism hmm. because what happens is who are the people that have the big wine collections? Usually, people with a certain type of right. Yeah, they're into wine. Right. Yeah. So what happens as a guy who's a working similarly? I've worked enough restaurants where we did have corkage, and this is what I. This is what, I, as I said, I'm so into all the guests, the whole bell curve of the guests. What I worry about with corkage is these couples that it's their honeymoon and they're from Chicago and they're out in San Francisco, which has a big corkage, mm-hmm. you know, the Bay Area, yes, the, yes, the yes. center of the universe for it. Right. And they're going to dinner and they've booked a re- dinner at a great restaurant. It's their honeymoon or fifth anniversary. They're a younger couple. They don't have a big wine cellar. And they go out and they're looking at the wine list. They don't even know what corkage is because their city doesn't have it. And then there's that, the, that table of collectors that have brought in a case of wine for four people and the wine simile doesn't even get to take care of this young couple mm. because these collectors are no mm. collector's gonna buy twelve bottles of wine for themselves. It's not even right. healthy. Yeah. Right. Right? Like so I just think like the whole thing is like Oh, I like I like that. Again, right, a great so, take. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna walk back through this. So y- you don't like it because it takes away the labor it, it, it from the other away. people that are just takes looking away. to have a, a good bottle ta- of wine. Yeah, and, it and takes away from hmm. people who are there to enjoy the list, and and their their night is being um, their night is being affected right by the people that are kind of trying yeah. to undercut the, yeah. the wine and, list and everything yeah. else. And also, hmm. our industry that. is treated poorly. The restaurant yes. industry is a very small margin. So if we like our industry. All of us should be comfortable contributing to part of the margin. Mm. And, like, I think people forget, like, it gets hard. We don't get a bailout from our president right. because of a tariff. Right. We're just, like, You're just riding along with it. with it. Yeah. Yeah. So right. I think anything, like, I think we should be really respectful of the restaurant industry, and it doesn't get a lot of respect. Mm. And I think Corkage is disrespectful to the industry. Right. Hmm. So then when in, in, you don't have it in Colorado, so what happens when people bring in bottles of wine? Are they just not allowed? They're not allowed. Is it like we could lose you our can, liquor license. Uh, oh. There's a law in Colorado that if you cannot serve an alcoholic beverage that wasn't bought with your liquor license. Uh-huh. I don't even know where it came from, but it's right. been there forever. Oh, well, right. At least solve, solve, solve some problems. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It makes it easy. <laughs> um, the Psalm movie. This movie is called Psalm, right? I believe it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ripe or hype? Yeah. 100% ripe. Okay. You know, because as someone who's been a simile for 25 years, I love how many people now have a glimmer of to what's into the industry. Mm. Right. Yeah. You know, I think I love takes. seeing people go, oh, now I know what you do. <laughs> like, I remember graduating from college in the early 90s trying to tell at the time my uh, college girlfriend, I said, hey, I want to be in the restaurant industry. She's like, don't bring that up Sunday at dinner. Don't tell, don't tell my folks that. <laughs> right, right. Right, and now yeah. there's people like our industry. Yeah, like, like a bit more glamorous. Smarter. Yeah. So I guess then it's ripe on food media in, in whole, right? Yeah. yeah. I think it, anything that lets more understanding of our industry know, the better. Because, like, look, now we'll get parents to call me and say, hey, my kid's got a gap year 
from yeah. Harvard, can they see the restaurant business? That would never have happened 20 years ago, right? right? Like, <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. I couldn't even fill out an application like, to Harvard, right? Like, right. like I'm not, not that smart. So I love the fact that we get all these smart people that want to be part of our industry. Oh, I love now. that. I've been trying, and I will continue to try, maybe with your blessing, to pitch a uh, competition show about Psalms. Uh, yeah. All I have is a really funny, punny title. Sometimes that's all you need. And yeah. uh, it's it? called Win Psalm, Lose Psalm. Oh, I like it. So each week, right? I mean, people are drinking. They're having fun. Yeah. There's some drama. Someone gets sent home every week. I think yeah. we should put this together, That's right? Great. I, I love we that. Could, I mean, we can certainly find some capital for it. I think. Oh, I love that. Um, how about upside down wine bottles in a bucket? This one came from, uh, we crowdsourced this thing, one. Yeah. Like, I guess when the wine is done, you turn it upside down in the, in the ice, in the ice bucket. bucket. That is definitely hype. Let's just <laughs> okay. put it in the recycling. <laughs> okay, right. Let's just tidy things up. Just, like, yeah, let's get rid of it. It should be yeah. like World War Three out there in the dining room. Tidy right. that stuff up. Uh, where are you on uh, cork art? Then, like, dude, I love this. <laughs> I was just checking this out. Right. Oh, I did not even know that that was behind me. Is that all cork behind me? Oh yeah. No, you got to turn around. I was just thinking about how I thought you were joking because of no. I was like, when I was young in the industry, I made like a bulletin board out of like oh, yeah. corks. Like, this is probably from like last year. They're doing another one in the tent. Kind of amazing. Okay, um, I, I like cork art because I, you know what I love? I love when like the 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 neighbor of Frosca comes in and is like, hey. My daughter's third year, uh, third grade class right, at Whittier yes. needs all your corks this week. We're like, yeah. <laughs> okay, we got it. We'll yeah. remember that, and then yeah. at the end of the week, they come and get it. I just think that's awesome. By the way, do you think do you have a uh, a wooden wine box I can grab for some yeah. of my uh, <laughs> chef tools? That's the other one. Right? Oh yeah, dude, love right. it. I love that box. Yeah, can I have that exactly? What about box wine? Oh, box wine. I think it's a good idea. I think anything that's delicious that is a different alternative vessel is great. I mean, like, think about it. In Italy, or in Spain, or in France, people go on vacation, they have a great glass of inexpensive wine at a trattoria, or an osteria, or a bistro. They're like, hey, when I get home, I'm going to have a glass of wine uh, at lunch more often. And then they come home, and they go back to, like, uh, having iced tea or whatever. But I think, like, box wine, if that gives people a chance to have a delicious everyday wine not everything's mm-hmm. a special occasion wine True. it's okay I love how you're like breaking down this I think if, yeah. if anyone's listening to this podcast and thought like your world was elitist and like pretentious yeah, breaking I, down just walls. listening to you yeah. talking for 30 minutes I think is breaking down a lot of walls oh wow okay yeah. I mean just Bobby right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just Bobby uh, last one the trend maybe of last year and the year before but probably still going strong somewhere in the United States Froze dude Froze okay <laughs> that is so that is intense I've not I'm I gotta have a froze today. Yeah. I've never <laughs> had a, a froze. I'm a good day for one, I'm not, honestly. I don't think I'm. Uh, it's not that I'm elitist. I just haven't. It hasn't happened on my night off yet. Right. You know? Well, I'll make one it's with you like with liquid Slurpee. nitrogen. Yeah. Oh yes, we'll, we'll, exactly. We'll, we'll, keep, we'll do a sparkling froze. We'll figure <laughs> yeah. it out. Bobby Stucky, always a pleasure to hang out with you, man. Nice, You're thanks awesome. Thanks for having me. Last thing we do right. do is something called eighty six. It's 86. 86. Something in the world, your world. It could be serious or not that you want to eighty six. And get rid of our society's stigma of mental health. Mm, oh, good one! Yeah, I think we should. If I have asthma and I say, "Hey, I got to have my asthma inhaler because I have asthma," people are like, "Oh yeah, no problem." Right. But if someone said, "Hey, I'm, I deal with depression or anxiety or bipolar," we have a stigma with that. Right. We should get yeah. rid of that and be really open about stuff like that. Awesome. Well, well said, and something Just that we can all do a better job of job. Uh, communicating as well. Cool. Bobby Stucky, you're awesome, dude. Thanks for hanging Thanks out. Thanks for with having us. me. I uh, hope awesome. you love the podcast. Do us a favor, jump on over to iTunes, give us a rating and review. Uh, this is the only five star thing I've ever done in my life. 
Bobby. Uh, So if you like it, keep us up at five stars. Let us know how you love the podcast and drop us a review. And until next week, stay hungry. Thanks for listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Download new episodes every Tuesday on the Podcast One app, Apple Podcasts, or PodcastOne.com. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to our sponsors who make this all possible. Miller Lite. Hold true. Arm and Hammer Cat Litter. Find Arm and Hammer's new cloud control cat litter at a retailer near you. San Pellegrino. To find S. Pellegrino in your area, visit sanpellegrino.com slash US or go to one of my restaurants. And Upserve. Mm-hmm. Go to upserve.com slash starving for $1,000 off a new POS today. Until next week, everyone, stay hungry. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, as they are bringing the Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can wager on. If you're into entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. All open 24 hours a day and all online. Visit the website or use the mobile device and join today to receive your new welcome bonus. Bet Online, your online wagering solution. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner at Bet Online to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and make sure to use that promo code PODCAST1 for your sign-up bonus. Visit BetOnline.ag and don't forget that promo code PODCAST1 for your sign-up bonus. Bet Online, your online sportsbook expert.